All right, this week on One More Pass, week two, we cover the NFL COVID injury reserve list. We have MLB COVID concerns again. Gosh, they just can't get their shit together. We have NBA. We have the NHL looking so good on TV. Glad they're back. They're playing so hard. So, so hard. And cover the rock buying the XFL, which I can't believe that. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Please give us a good review. That helps that a lot. Five star, please. Guys, you ready? I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. Let's go. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast, week two. And uh, we appreciate all of the subscribes and downloads of our first episode last week. I think we had a pretty good turnout, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, I would say. I, I uh, felt encouraged by it. I'm two Absolutely. weeks. This is my this is my tour update. This is my second week, two weeks into my residency <laughs> nice. of my home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wait, so Scotty's playing at your home? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in, <laughs> in your heart, at your home. In your heart, at your in home. In my heart. At my home. Yeah. Great. Rob, where are you touring out with Brad Pace this week? I'm uh, going to be, uh, oddly enough, here, Nashville. Nice. Uh, I'm going to do a little personal tour today of uh, Lowe's. Cool. <laughs> Got to go buy a water filter for my refrigerator. Oh, I didn't nice. know you actually needed those, but apparently you do. How long has your water filter been out for? I don't know. Or how long has the light been on? Uh, no lights. Uh, it, it, it all came about, I won't, I won't. I won't bore you with the story, but I just kind of figured out it's like, like what's this weird bulbous thing in the back of my refrigerator? And then I realized, oh, that's a filter and it needs to be changed every six months. And right. It wasn't the brown water pouring out. No, there was no, there was no oozing. There was no brown. There was no water. It's just, you know, I'm a new homeowner. So I'm like kind of new to all these little, little bits and pieces that you kind of have to keep your eye on. So it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say new homeowner. I bought a house last year, but well, yeah, but I mean, I think anytime a musician gets to buy a house, I think that's still pretty cool. Yeah. I just hope I get to keep it. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I really hope that we all get to keep our houses in the next day. But I mean, I don't, at least whoever moves in gets a, they're going to have a nice cold glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. Good good Uh, water filter. Not brown ice. No. no. uh, (laughs) Have you ever actually replaced a water filter before? In a refrigerator? No. Okay. It's, it's the most pain in the ass thing to do. Mine's not. Well, no, 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 no. It's very tedious because, because what, like you push it in and it pops out, right? Do you have one of those? It's ones that it literally just, I've, I've already unscrewed it. It literally, you just pop it out. You unscrew it. Yeah. Pull it well, out. Kyle, I have one like here, you, like where you, oh yeah. Like when it seals. Oh, the whole, like, air thing. Yeah. That part's super easy, but then you have to run like four gallons of yeah. water. <clears throat> you do have through, to run a lot. Yeah. Through your uh, water system because like it flushes out the filter with all the extraneous particles. And that takes about a half hour. And every single time I do it, it's the most. It's uh, the well, we'll, we'll need to confab after this because uh, I, I need to. Especially it's so it's like the worst time to change a filter because I, we just I don't have any time. <laughs> I just have yeah. So many things to do here. I yeah. am. Rob's saying he's going to Lowe's and I like legitimately jealous. I don't have any errands today. I had this. Yeah, I looked this. in my calendar and it was podcast day. Yeah. Every Tuesday we record. Yes. And uh it's Joey's favorite time of the week because he gets to get out of the house again. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I will be not on tour as well this week. I actually thought about um, trying to run the shower 
first for about a half hour, but then wait in my bedroom to take a shower just so I can pretend there's the one asshole band guy that takes forever <laughs> in the turn. dressing room shower. Then it's my turn. And just leave a bunch of wet towels. Yeah, leave wet a bunch towels, of wet towels. Maybe some hair. Yeah, hair, yeah. And, hair and uh, you know, beard shavings in the sink or around the toilet, which yeah. I don't understand. I just clean it up, just be an adult. But yeah. That's where we're at these days. Hmm. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that does that. Now, granted, I live with four women, but uh, I spend a lot of time. I'm just, with two. So granted, you're there. Well, granted, one's just a year and a half. True. Old. But I think, fair point. Uh, yeah, but at least I I have a grown adult uh, woman and then a year and a half old woman in the house who has yeah. completely just taken over. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, uh, I get teased on the road for being, uh, kind of a, a, a clean freak. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it turns out I'm not guys. It's just things like, you know, wiping the toilet down, washing your hands, picking up after yourself. Turns out we're all living in this steel tube yeah. together. Uh, yeah. We could all do that. Before we get into uh, the sports stories, quick question. Is y'all's camp a shoes in bunk alley kind of a deal? Like shoes pushed up to the side or are you guys like shoes in your bunk or in the junk bunk? So, uh, what is this junk bunk you speak of? Oh, we're, <laughs> we're pretty packed. We're well, pr- we don't have a junk bunk, unfortunately. Well, we just have one. So, um, um, yeah. So we were doing just the shoes in the back lounge and then somebody had a great idea. Let's dedicate this cabinet to shoes. Right. Well, imagine a summer of touring what that turned into. Mm, uh, oh, we we'll just put baking soda in there. So mm. for about the last two years, I'm just like, nope, I'll put mine in the same spot under the table in the back lounge. I'm not, if you, the foot cabinet's awful. If you open it up, it's brutal. Jeez. So, yeah. But I also don't want to trip over people's combat boots. We we do, uh, I will say the, the, I can't speak for the other, the Paisley crew guys, but on our bus, we keep a pretty tight ship. Everybody's pretty clean. We keep shoes in the, in the, in the hallway. It's never been an issue. And I've never, I don't know. I've never been a big like proponent of one way or the other. I just like to have my stuff close to me and, yeah. and everybody's, I mean, it's it usually everybody keeps, you know, tucks them in some, sometimes have those little runway light sections where you can kind of, you know, push them underneath the bunk on the bunk. Cause I sleep on the bottom bunk. Yeah. I don't really, we don't really have any, and we have junk bunks too. So mm-hmm. you could throw them up there, but everybody usually just keeps them and it's, there's never any tripping or oh, that's great. Yeah, getting up in the middle of the night, screaming, bitching, complaining. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than just having to pee really bad at about four o'clock in the morning. Well, pee really bad and maybe possibly still drunk from the night before, getting up and tripping over someone's shoes yeah. and then just completely eating into the uh, bunk alley door. So that's no fun at all. We've all been there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And just give it a couple of years, Kyle, and you get to be closer to Rob and I's age and you'll just get up at four to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Even if you just spend a night at home watching CSI, you true. still have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, very so, true. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Sports. Sports. Let's Are get into here? it. All right. The NFL, we have a lot of players going on the COVID-19 injured reserve list. And at first, I was really confused about this because I thought that you actually have COVID to get on the list. But apparently, this list also uh, just like includes the players that have been exposed or been maybe around somebody that possibly had it, right? Yeah. So, and uh, we saw that Gardner Minshew got thrown on the list about four days ago, and then now he's taken off, which I'm assuming they're testing. Which is great because we need Yeah, which him. is awesome. More than ever, we need Gardner Minshew. In Jacksonville. We need yes. the Jaguars to be <clears throat> a perennial yeah. 
at just force. We need the, the Jaguars to jag. Yeah. We need the Jags to soar. <laughs> <laughs> we need that stash. We really just need, you need him in the half shirts and the stash. That's really what we need from him. That's very true. Are y'all pretty confident that football will still happen regardless of being in the bubble or not? Because I still think that, you know, to piggyback off of last week's episode, you know, what's going on in baseball right now, but then seeing the NBA and the NHL actually it seems like they're having zero problems at all besides Lou Williams still going to strip club, but I think that's come and gone. I mean, do you guys think that the NFL is kind of second guessing this? I think they, yes and no. I think they're working on, I think they have a contingency plan uh, yeah. in the back of their head. It probably went into high gear after the baseball situation started to crumble. Um, for me, each day that goes by and we get closer and the negative tests seem to be minimal. I'm encouraged by that. I think that you're still dealing with, I believe rosters right now are at 80. I think they mm-hmm. only had to get down to 80. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking, there's so, so many players. There's a lot of opportunity for mistakes to be made. I read an interesting tweet from a, a sports writer and he was talking about responsibility for players and that this is really an experiment in to see how responsible these athletes are totally. Yeah. Um, now what we're seeing in baseball is I think there's a number of people, number of players that haven't cared enough to be able to pull it off, uh, whether it's sleeping in your own bed and, you know, not being, uh, quarantined in a bubble like baseball, hockey, and soccer. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50 right now. Obviously I really want the NFL season to happen. The Broncos have had one, they've moved one person to the list out of, uh, 80, and they've been testing for, has it been about two weeks now, two or three weeks they've been testing. So they have a long way to go. But but I feel like if, if, if these guys are the ones that are not opting out, that are staying in, if they're this committed thus far, I like to think that they are taking, taking it seriously and taking the precautions. And on top of that, the NFL has had a lot of months. I don't know if you guys have seen any photos or videos of what these locker rooms and these facilities look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're taking it incredibly seriously um, and they've had months to prepare for it. So I think they're off to a good start. As I said, each day, each week that goes by with less and less positive tests is a good sign. I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of 50, 50. I'm looking at baseball and just how they're kind of screwing this up. And of course we'll, we'll talk about that here in a bit, but I just think it's going to be really hard once the season starts without a bubble or bubbles I don't know. I, I just, you know, like in the, in the, in, in college, I've been listening to a lot of talk radio this week and everybody's talking about schedules and schedules and stuff, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's all fine and good, but we need to be talking about like protocols and testing and what kind of the real meat and bones of what they're going to need to do to get the season to not only kick off, but to sustain, you know, for a 10 game season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm kind of waiting and seeing it, you know, yeah, they're doing a lot of great stuff. I don't know. I just, once they get the pads on and start, you know, having practices, I'll probably start feeling a little bit more optimistic, but yeah, NBA, NHL, MLS, they're all doing the right things, but they're all operating in this kind of their own little multiverse. NFL's not going to be able to do that. And we'll get to college too. I'm still, I think with the the whole PAC 12 thing and everything, I think, I think we're looking at an asterisk on this year. I just Absolutely. don't know if they can do it, but, but yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting to see on, on NFL. I feel hopeful, but at the same time, I'm just like, we got to get in there. They got to start 
really having practices, starting to see how that affects the testing. Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's just, it, it, there's just a lot of, there's a lot to weigh into this and it, you know, we can't, I don't think I can really make a, you know, a real sound, you know, I feel great about this. It's going to happen. Yeah, Cause like Joey, I, I wanted to, I want, <laughs> you know, I was sitting yeah, there watching late on my couch this weekend and watched, you know, baseball, hockey and basketball. And it was great. It was awesome. Now we just need that one last piece of the pie. <laughs> we just need, yeah. we need to get some, uh, we need to get some pads on and play, but I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I'm very cautious about it. Yeah, for sure. Don't, you know, when I see somebody like Matthew Stafford testing positive, somebody that's obviously can be well insulated and, you know, and, and, you know, stay home and, you know, it just, it seems like a smart dude and like, it could be any, you know, he, maybe he went to a, a Costco or something and got it. Who knows? But, but I don't know. It just, it, I just feel, I just have this impending feeling of just like kind of wait and see. Cause I just don't, it just doesn't feel right right now. A couple maybe of weeks, went maybe to so. Lowe's. Maybe you went to Lowe's yeah, to get to a Lowe's. water filter. Yeah, yeah. Be careful, Rob. <laughs> maybe I should. Rob Mitchell always wears his mask, by the way, so he's going to be safe at Lowe's. Fact. I do. Getting, getting oh, yeah. Always water filter mask. today. Yeah. I'm not an anti-masker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, and I'm hopeful, mm-hmm. but but I, I'm just like, let's, you know, let's get into this. Let's start having practices. And then and then sure. there's injuries, you know. I mean, there's there's going to be legitimate injuries, and it's, it's going to be that, you know. Well, yeah, then like how do you kind of manage, you know, like the player's who they may have to sign as free agents who've been, you know, maybe training, you know, elsewhere just by themselves or with their, mm-hmm. you know, friends or camp or whatever to, you know, bring more players in. Cause you know, like there might not be necessarily, you know, like any players left on the practice squad they want to bring up or someone that they feel that can fill that position in an adequate, you know, way or whatever. So it's just going to be, well, I'm personally hoping that the NFL and and especially the players are looking at baseball right now thinking, oh, we don't want to be like these assholes and not take this seriously mm-hmm. and then have games get canceled and then just pretty much, you know, ruin the entire season, you know, because I think that's my thing when it comes to baseball as well is, you know, like I don't want to invest all this time in watching this product being like, oh, I can't wait to see who's going to make playoffs. Oh, I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to see who's going to play in the World Series, but then have the season get canceled halfway through because baseball you know, the commissioner needs to kind of step in and do something about it, yeah. which I hope the NFL is watching this and thinking, oh, we don't want to be like these guys. And plus they're, I'm assuming they're dealing with a bigger revenue stream than baseball is oh, yeah, every fall. Definitely. Absolutely. So it's like, I mean, like how much money do you want to lose if halfway through the season, it's like, oh, well, players are going to be players with millions of dollars and not really give a shit about this. So yeah, I'm just really hoping that, yeah, the NFL is looking at baseball right now. And hopefully, yeah, like all these tests right now are kind of like is the way of working out kinks and kind of it's going to get less and less as there's less players you know like as the season gets closer by cutting and you know like releasing players and all that stuff but but yeah i'm just really hoping that nfl looks at baseball and sees oh we can't we can't do this yeah i think something that the nfl has been doing so far and what we've been seeing from the vast majority of the nfl is the players taking personal responsibility taking it upon themselves to, this is my job. I'm getting paid a lot of money to do this job at a time when 30 million Americans are unemployed and countless more across the world. So I think they're looking at it as a, as a responsibility. Yeah. And part of that responsibility is the way that you live when you're out of the facility, out of practice. I know we're going to talk about college football later, but that point right there is what I think is going to doom college football is because you're going to put those same expectations 
and asking the same responsibility level of 18, 19, 20 year old kids yeah. who aren't getting paid. And we should talk about that on a different podcast. Let's have the debate. Should college yeah, should. athletes be paid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now you're asking them to do all of this, take this risk, do all this, all these things um, for getting your school paid for, and that being it. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons you're starting to see some of the, some of the bigger players are already starting to, to opt out of their season. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of incentive for them to be insanely responsible. And I think it's asking a lot out of kids or very, very young adults yeah, vers- sure. versus NFL players with, with more to lose. You could make the argument that major league baseball players are supposed to be that way uh, and they should. Mm-hmm. So again, time will tell if, if NFL players are more responsible. I mean, that's, what's going to take everybody's it's all opt in and opt out at this point. You've got to, I mean, there's just, you really have to like, I mean, everyone's doing it, you know, well, I say everyone, but just in daily life, it's like you go to different stores, mask mandates, whatever. It's like, this is, you know, if we want to continue to do this, this could be a huge, you know, speed bump in the road. But if everybody just takes it seriously, you know, and follow the protocols and, you know, we, we ramp up the testing but it just, you know, it's so, it's just going to be very, it's like, it's like chasing after a, a you know, a piece of paper in the wind, you know, mm. for, for some of these sports. That's why I think college is going to have a, a really hard time with it. Cause there's just so, there's so much more that can go wrong. That's what the bubbles are eliminating. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're bringing the, the threshold of error and people screwing up. They're lowering it way down just by, just by keeping everybody isolated from the rest of the world. You know? Yeah. I know these NFL teams, they have their own, planes and they travel on their own and, and that's great but somebody's gonna go rogue at some point yeah. right yeah yeah it's a long season it's a long talking season five or six make the playoffs super bowl you're talking six yeah. months yeah. yeah six months you know just just like as opposed to like the, the uh, nhl and baseball kind of well uh, like nhl and nba picking back up good because the season was actually interrupted right you know it's so making condensing it. everything down into yeah. what two yeah. three months yeah you know, and even baseball is condensing it down to that. But yeah, like the NFL season going five, six months, if you're going to, you know, make the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a long time, but at the same time, I'll ask you guys this question. If you guys were getting paid $20 million for a season. Could y'all do it? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. A- abso- you know? Absolutely. Oh, even if at this point, if it was a couple yeah. hundred grand, I'd be <laughs> right. like, yeah, you want me this to just point? live in a hotel room? Well, I've been doing that for six months anyway. So yeah, yeah I'll, yeah, totally. <laughs> These athletes and you know, like there's, they're used to a certain lifestyle at this point. Like I get that, but at the same time, it's, you know, yeah, we've all been doing it being off the road since March, essentially. I'm getting paid 20, $25 million for the season. Oh yeah. But I still want to be able to go out and do stuff. And it's just, man, I mean, we've been doing it for just as long. So yeah. I just don't know how athletes can kind of have that justification and have that responsibility on them knowing, oh, okay, I'm getting paid this much. This is my job because it is a job. Just play it cool for five or six months because hopefully this will be the only time that we'll ever have to deal with this, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't, if you don't want to do it, then opt out. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and I mean, plus, like, no one's going to be mad. No, it's out. understandable. No. I, I mean, wouldn't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone, whether you're, if you're Tom Brady down to the, you know, practice squad guy, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone. Yeah. If they wanted to opt out, fine. That's, you know, whatever your priority, you know, Nate's older. I, he's his, he went through cancer. His, his child has, cancer yeah you know by all means mm-hmm. but if you're gonna if you're gonna opt in and do it you know do it 
take it serious. You know, this is your job. A lot of people depend on you. You depend on you. We all like, we all want sports. Like it's not that hard. It's yeah. inconvenient. No one wants to wear a mask. <laughs> I don't want, I'm yeah. tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of, of, of looking at people over my shoulder and, and, and like trying to stay away six feet away when I go to the store or whenever I'm out, like nobody wants to do this. No one, but we have to, but we make a couple of, you know, pretty, it just, it's different. I guess when you, when you're a professional athlete and you're millions of dollars and you have agents and you get, you're dealing with the press and general managers and stuff, you feel like, you know, everybody's kind of coming at you from every different angle, but you know, it's like you wanted to be a ball player. Yeah. Like, so the onus is on you at that point. It's like you wanted, you wanted to go and play with the big boys. Then this is the situation deal with it or opt out, you know? And so far I haven't really, you know, we haven't really seen a lot of cry babies and people, you know, complaining and, you know, mm-hmm. making a big, you know, personal, someone I would expect to like, maybe like a, a Cam Newton to, <laughs> right. you know, someone to make some kind of like, you know, throw a tantrum about this, but everybody's been fairly cool. So let's, let's, let's just be cool. Let's, let's get back to the way things are, you know, and just opt in and or opt out. It's that simple. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. All right, moving on to baseball. Uh, we have a commissioner that says he's never quit anything before in his entire life, and apparently he's not going to quit on the baseball season, uh, even though coronavirus is running rampant and is causing a bunch of games to get rescheduled. And I'm assuming the longer that this goes on, it's going to be more and more uh, tough to reschedule all these games uh, the closer and closer that we get to the playoffs. So um, what's y'all's thought on Manfred just still rolling with the baseball season and kind of turning a blind eye to everything. There's a part of me that appreciates his optimism, right? Um, (laughs) There's also a part of me that that mentality of I'm not a quitter. We, we fight, uh, America is undefeated. You know, this kind of attitude that somehow any of those ideas eradicate the the virus is a little bit hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think baseball is going to make it. I, Sorry to be the downer if everybody, everybody's shaking their no, head I agree in agreement. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they, you know, it gets to the point. What is it? The Cardinals are up to, is it four, 14 to or fourteen to 19 players mm-hmm. and coaches that are, that are positive now. And I believe theirs are positive. It's not like a, it's not like an NFL where it's somebody you're around or yeah. something like that. It's like, no, you, you're you're like, you, you actually have, have yeah, COVID. And then they're, so then they had to postpone the series with, this weekend. And then it's like, well, we'll try to do start double headers on Monday. And once that snowballs a bit, you get a few more teams involved. I I just, I just don't see how you pull it off. That being said, I have enjoyed, I mean, I like turning on the games at night, Mm -hmm. you know, washing dishes or just kind of having it on the background. Um, and I think the play has been pretty entertaining. I think the game experience has, has gone well. Um, but boy, I personally, I think they're, they're, they're right on the edge of, I'll put it to you this way. If they came out today and, and they said, we're going to shut it down. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. I don't know if I'd care. I mean, I used to love, I used to really love baseball. I, I mean, I was a long suffering Braves fan and I think I was kind of more in love with that team, you know, cause 
in the seventies and eighties, they were so bad. And then you had my favorite player of all time is John Smoltz. So oh, I thought you were about to say Sid Bream. Well, Dude, I was going <laughs> to say mustache. Sid Bream. Yeah. That, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Bream, yeah. Bream definitely deserves a place in my heart, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. I, I don't. And I wish I cared more. Um, I was listening to Dan Levitard yesterday. And I, this is an interesting statistic. This is part of why I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a sidestep lane change here, but still talking about baseball. He, they, he quoted, and I didn't fact check him on this, but I'm assuming he has fact checkers that handle this kind of stuff with nationally syndicated radio show. Do you know how, what, you know what the average strikeout per game is now? 18. I was about to say 14 or 15. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I love pitching. I, I, I like, again, Smoltz was my favorite. I, that whole pitching, you know, Ross, you weren't was, a John Rocker fan. No, I wasn't literally. <laughs> Sorry. He, he was entertaining in his own right, but no, it was not. Uh, but I no, did not know that. Well, but but it's high. I, I, yeah, it's high. And, and like, I don't know the game again, this might be another conversation it's kind of evolved, but like part of why I've kind of fallen out of love of the sport was just kind of how it's run, how it's evolved, the mechanics of it post steroid era, you know, just there's been a lot of weird things for me personally that have kind of factored into it, but but yeah, it doesn't really seem like, I know they're taking it seriously, but I think they're doing it in the wrong way. And I think they should have, they should have bubbled up. They could have done it. Yeah. They could have done it, you know, in hockey, what you have, what you have Toronto and Edmonton. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Basically keeping everybody in Canada. Exactly. Yeah. Smart for, for all <laughs> yeah. different reasons. Make Canada I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 I still, part of me still kind of loves the game and I, and I watched some this weekend and it was, it was good to, it was good to see guys out there doing it, but I just, man, if they're not going to take it, if they're not going to really, if everybody's not going to opt in and the players are not going to really take it seriously, then I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I've watched a bunch of hockey this weekend. I'm totally happy to do that. Hockey's great. Hockey's great. And it, it looks great. It look like they got 32 cameras. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. it looks awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I don't miss not having a crowd. They've got the pumped in, you know, it's the only thing that's going to bum me out. I think about these, these bubble, team sports that like, I got to think if like, if I'm in the finals, if I'm in the Stanley cup final and I win a game seven and there's no crowd there, hmm. right. That's going to feel a little, that's going to look and feel a little weird. Yeah, totally. But that being said, it looks great. NBA is awesome. Mm -hmm. I was watching the Mavs and the Rockets the other night and you know, they, they've got the video wall fans and their whiskeys, Nowitzki's up there and the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, they're doing a great, they're yeah. doing it right. They are doing it right. And it's, and it, and it feels good to watch. It's like, man, this makes me realize why I love sports is it's like people are pulling together and trying to, you know, work to a greater good and an objective. I don't think baseball is going to make it. Yeah. There's, there's, they're just not, they're spinning too many plates. It feels like everything's kind of getting out of their grasp and I don't know. They'll feel good about it. Yeah. I want them to succeed. I want it to finish it. I want to, I want to see a, I want to see like a really great, you know, World Series. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, do you think whoever wins the World Series this year, that's still going to have, you know, that little mark next to it being like, oh, well, maybe it's an asterisk. The virus asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one team will luck out and not have to play as many doubleheaders as another team or, oh, yeah. uh, or just whatever else. And plus, I think Manfred said that we have this a little thing that's like a new stat called winning percentage. Right. Yeah. And, right. You know, that's what they're talking about. Plus in terms of like, you know, like if you don't complete all your games and we'll just go to the team with the highest winning percentage. Mm -hmm. But then if you have a team that maybe was COVID ridden, didn't play maybe 10 games, but maybe they just, you know, whoops some ass the first like 25 games. I don't think that's really fair to anybody, is it? No, it's not. 
But Kyle, 2020 isn't fair. That's true. To anybody, yeah. <laughs> we're here in the middle of <laughs> yeah. summer touring season. Actually, talking I think to that's each other. the official motto for this year, 2020. It's just not fair. It's just, it's just not, not fair. fair. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 it's an interesting conversation, you know, the asterisk or the coronavirus disc, the mark next to the season record. Um, you know, I think we talked about this last week, but the NFL in 82 and 87, it's with strike shortened seasons. I believe it was 82. They only played, was it nine to 10 games? It was a shorter season. And then 87, they played a full season. They did 15 games, but they played, I believe, three or four weeks with replacement players. Yep. With some players oh, opting those, to come those back. Those were great. Yeah. Games. <laughs> those were great. That 30 for 30 on the Redskins is amazing. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, uh, we're not allowed to say Redskins anymore. I'm sorry. The uh, Washington, Washington football team. Washington football team. Exa- thank you. Well, they were the Redskins back. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should know better. Too. I'm from Seattle. Washington I, FT. Very PC. I should know that. Washington FT. Washington FT. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, because I that's you bring up a good a good question because inevitably in the NFL season that's probably going to happen too. You know, maybe yeah. they take a uh, they take a week off due to two teams having outbreaks. Maybe they get to play it again. Maybe they don't. Maybe the week that you skipped was the week you played the Chiefs or someone, um, which is not fair. Uh, but then looking at other teams' lineups and who has opted out, you can say that's not fair as well. So mm-hmm. me personally, I, I hope they don't. I don't think anyone is ever going to forget the year 2020. And so I think when we see those stats, those stat lines or the, the well, I don't think there's going to be a lot of records set in any sport this year. But when you see that, it'll be, oh, okay. Yeah, they won in the the year of COVID. Just like what I said before is, you know, like I don't want to get too mentally involved in the season and root for one team, you know, just like the Braves. I've grown up in the Southeast my entire life, essentially North Carolina. I was, I was actually born in Florida, which I'm kind of, you know, not really prideful to say. Oh, here. Just saying this now. I, it all comes, yeah. it all, all comes into focus now. Was right. the Scott step was the Marlin song. Is that your ringtone? Uh, no, <laughs> it's not, but I actually did listen to it this morning. Yeah. Whenever I dropped my daughter off at my uh, babysitter's house, it came my parents' house. I lived in Florida until I was 10, moved to North Carolina and then moved to Tennessee after college. But yeah, let's just take example for the Braves. Like if I get in, if I get invested into the Braves, right. And then like they're going, they're going, which I think they're actually playing pretty well right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, considering one of the teams in their division is the, the Mets. Yeah, I know it's oh God, fucking terrible. whatever uh, the further and further along that we get into this. I don't want to get involved to where I am so bummed if they call the season, if they're on the precipice of actually winning the World Series or going right. to the World Series. So at this point, you're like, I'd rather focus my time on cool. There's basketball. There's hockey. Football's coming up. Right. Great. Uh, yeah, because I just think baseball is just just wildly up in the air right now. And, you know, I think that we're rooting for them to finish the season and hopefully they get their stuff figured out. I think it helps that one of the greatest of all time, Derek Jeter, called out his own team being like, hey, y'all need to get your shit together. But also, I think we need to blame the commissioner because he's saying the players need to take more responsibility. But you're the commissioner. Can't you just make a rule or something? You know, doesn't he like govern the entire league if he talks to the Players Association? somehow, which I think they would be on board for it, you know, but yeah, like I just don't want to be edged if that makes any sense in terms of a team going to the playoffs me being wrapped up in it and then them pulling the plug being like, oh, sorry, it's just not worth it at this point. It does set up the great scenario for like a bad news bears kind of situation where you have a ragtag group of, it's like, what if the Mets made the playoffs? Yeah. Like they get to the very, they get somehow <laughs> get, to, somehow get to the world series and there's just this crazy 
thrown together ragtag group of, you know, the Mets and the athletics playing, you know, in the 2020 farm league, you know, <laughs> Peckerwoods that get out there and win it all. You know, it's like, that would be great, but it probably won't happen. And then they can hire, um, for their designated hitter can be Roy Hobbs. <laughs> yeah. I watched the natural on oh, TV last one night. One of the best boys movies ever. One of my all time favorite yep. movies. Rest in peace. Wilford Brimley. Yep. That's what made me think R. of R. it. Wilford. Yep. He was in died that. at 85 in 2020. So that means raise your was, hands if, if you thought he was already dead. I thought I died already. Yeah. Sorry. I thought he was alive. Raise your hands. If you thought he was older than 50. When oh, I knew the he natural. was. I, well, I thought he was dead. I thought, <laughs> well, he's always looked old. That's what I mean. He yeah. played like a 70 year old guy when yeah. he was 50. He looked old in cocoon and that was what? 86 or whatever. Yeah. I think it was right. And he was, that. he was 40 years old. Damn, I think yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Some, some dudes are just born. There's people from that era that just always look, they're always going to, you know, when you see pictures of people from like civil war era, you know, and they're yes. like, that guy was 30 years yeah. old. He looked like, but you know, health. I thought Wilford Brimley was in the civil war. Yeah. He might have been. He might be a he might be a shape shifting time traveler. He know, always had the the massive tuft of the gray chest, chest hair, hair just mm-hmm. just pouring out of you know, he could wear a shirt up to up to his Adam's apple and it was still just yeah snaking its way out. <laughs> I saw a picture of Brian May on Instagram, which who I follow because he's hilarious and great, but he had like a tank top on and he had like the silver gorilla arm hair thing. And I was like, wow, I did really not need to see that. <laughs> like I, on your head, it's fine, but I don't want to, you know, I know old dudes have ear hair. I mean, shit, I've got it. Yeah. It was like, that was just like, wow, dude, just keep a, keep a puffy shirt on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must say it's been really awesome to watch NBA and the NHL uh, from this past weekend being back fully to me, it just seems like they're playing hard just like it's the playoffs already. And plus I know in hockey, it it essentially is the playoffs playing games to get into the playoffs. So those teams are just going balls to the wall. It's Mm -hmm. awesome to watch. Um, Rob, just like what you said before about how the NBA looks great. All of the uh, video screens, you know, like the digital fans for hockey, it's so awesome to watch that wide shot and just to see all the big production, which I think, you know, being touring dudes, you know, like I just hate to say this to be really nerdy, but you know, I just always know this production first. Yeah. You know, when it comes to all this stuff, like video screens, lighting, gosh, like the NHL just has it dialed in. Cause you know, like anytime like you see a wide shot of the ice and you see all those like led video screens and just everything going on, it looks so good. Uh, the one complaint, like, I just wish I could see that in the actual, you know, camera shot from center ice as the game is going on those LED screens and all that stuff looks awesome. But like maybe in hockey, it's like, it just gets maybe confusing for goalies trying to look at a puck. Yeah. So maybe they have to have that up, but I think everything looks awesome. Obviously it looks like a video game because I think they stole that idea for NHL from the, uh, like the threes format, which is like essentially, you know, playing overtime, but three players on the ice four if you count the goalie and there's this format in NHL and honestly looks just like that, which I think is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really, uh, going for that younger demographic and trying to, you know, move along the progress of hockey just in this really tough time. But yeah, guys, I mean, like, what do you guys think? I think NBA and NHL look absolutely awesome. Plays great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with your reference to the production of it. I'm a little surprised that you didn't mention that you've played those arenas. Oh, before. was, <laughs> it, was <laughs> it hard? To, or is that in the next segment? I uh, know. First off, uh, in Canada, they're called barns. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. I that a shout out barns. to Chris Kimmer. You're just yeah. making sure that Kimmer would know that you're using the right term. A. Yeah. A. Uh, and it's no, a, I, it's a sweater, not a jersey. It's a sweater, not a jersey. That. It's a barn, not an arena. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
And it's a virus, so they're taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, they are. We could learn a lot from from our neighbors to the north. Uh, first uh, off, I mean, you guys just got a team in Seattle again, so I'm not going to hold this any. Yeah, I'm not going to hold yeah. it against you. And I, I mean, I won't tell you whether or not I've played that arena that they're going to play in. Is it the kingdom still? I it's haven't. A, no, the kingdom. <laughs> I'm kidding. I got bad news for you, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Um, was the kingdom that was falling in on people? Weren't there? Yes. They, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. I think they had something fall, but the Metrodome was the one that. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But they had, I think I, I remembered like they were at some point in the kingdom. They had a they few had, minor pieces yeah, a couple of, fell. That's. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, completely agree with the NBA and, and NHL. I think we were talking about this from watching the Jordan documentary, remembering how great the NBA was in the, the 80s and 90s. And I'm the first one to admit, I don't watch, typically I don't watch any NBA until maybe conference finals, finals. Yeah, same yeah. Here. And you could argue that it's because I'm so starved to watch a live sporting event. Um, but I swear everybody's playing harder. Um, I've actually seen players. James go, Harden playing defense. Yeah, playing only Took traveling. Took a huge you know, nut shot, taking, taking a charge the other night. I couldn't believe it. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of just, you know, somebody shoots a three and everybody else is already halfway down the court. Um, yeah. Saw Ben Simmons shoot a three. Granted, he missed it, but I'm right. like, man, well, man. at least he's trying. This is yeah. great. Absolutely. So I think it's been great. Um, I've really enjoyed watching it. And hockey, I mentioned this before, I'm a newer hockey fan. I think I finally understand the rules, you know, offsides, icing. And I agree with the new camera angles. I think hockey to me and someone that up until the last few years didn't watch that much, it was one of the tougher sports to watch on TV only because I had a hard time following, you know, the game so fast. It's, it's really meant to be seen live. You, you it, can't exactly. really appreciate the speed and the fun and the violence of that game. Unless yeah, you're exactly. In the, um, in the I mean, I was the guy that, what was it? Fox sports that did the, when it had like the purple uh, halo. Yeah, yeah, the I like hockey. Yeah, yeah. I would have voted for that where you could track where the puck oh, was. That was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm from Seattle. I, yeah. Well, we we just know. got I mean, an I NHL it, team. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like I said, I'm that guy that liked it. Um, but with the new angles, um, I think the, is that what you're making reference to? Kind of the more the sky overhead? cam. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, it really, yeah. yeah. Cause like it's like the same camera that they have at the NFL for, for field goals and kickoffs and stuff yes. and punts. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to like, even like watch that because you know, like I think they're really experimenting with this is like during his face off in, in like whatever zone that you're in, like you can actually see a play develop. Yes. And like, it just doesn't look like, you know, players just getting alongside of each other. And like, you really can't tell really what's going on half the time. Well, like, unless you're like adequate hockey fan that, you know, really knows what's going on. But, you know, just to watch that sky cam angle, watching these plays develop, actually following the puck around, it definitely opens the ice up for the viewer, which I think they should keep that for next year. Cause I'm assuming they're just doing this just to say, oh, the hell with it. We have nothing to lose right now. Let's just test it out and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they do too, because it, it has made, um, thanks for pointing out that I'm an ina inadequate viewer, oh, which I am. No, no problem. <laughs> it has helped. Uh, but I hope that they, I hope they do it. Um, because it, like you said, <clears throat> one of my frustrations in watching hockey on TV is not being able to see plays developed, you know, maybe from, from the angle on the TV, it's like, Oh, there's, there's one guy down by the goal and you don't see what's setting up behind them. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's a bigger perspective to be able to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's made it really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think they're doing a great job on both. And I think it was another week of a no for the NHL and I believe the NBA as well. I don't think they had any mm -hmm. positive tests. So they're, I think they're doing a lot of things right. 
the one thing that I think the NBA could do also that is my only criticism of it is I hate seeing the coaches in polo shirts. If that makes any sense. I texted you guys this like the other day, like watching the Bucks game. It's just like, I thought the Bucks head coach looked like he should be serving me, you know, chicken fingers. I don't know. Charlie's on a Friday night <laughs> and like that's nothing have. against him, but I just love seeing coaches in suit and tie. Like, I think that's great. I think the polo shirt is too lax. Like I understand cool bubble. Like I understand this is a lax situation. We're just trying to get through it, you know, trying to make the best of it, but it's just weird to see all these coaches in polo shirts, just looking like they're, you know, like at the Maui invitational, you know, yeah. college basketball. Yeah. Cause the know. hockey coaches, I mean, they're all suiting up. No, they're all suited up. Good to go. It's, so it's, 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 you know, it's status quo. It's, it's things as normal for them. So, right. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I actually feel like watching hockey, not having a crowd a little less distracting because I have a very short attention span. So I have a hard time following the puck too. And I've, I've only really been following hockey for about five years or so. And, uh, it's weird. It's like, I actually kind of like the kind of the Spartan, you know, obviously the, the camera angles and everything are great. And the, but, but like not having a crowd there has kind of helped me. Yeah, totally. Oddly yeah. Enough. Like hearing them, hearing the, that kind of real, you know, decent level of, of piped in noise. But yeah, it's, it's been great. Like I, you know, actually the, I think the Preds are playing right now. Yeah. I just, I think they, they start. Just, yeah. They, they start up. any minute now. Um, did you hear them, uh, when they scored the other night, they started playing. I like it. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we covered I mean, that. We covered that song for four years. So that's, uh, well, uh, we actually cover it now too. Uh, do you guys play it in the original key? I don't know, but we don't play it anymore. You guys, you guys are just moving Drummer. up, moving up to our level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't what's a key? It. I don't know, man. I just, yeah, he's a drummer. Oh, yeah. hey man, what's the BPM? Count it off. One, yeah. two, three, four. You get it, man. Yeah. You built your tracks. Yeah, I know. I have to know what the keys are. Yeah, I don't. Oh no. Uh, uh, there was one time when I first got on with Michael and, uh, they had, uh, they had like another dude building the Ableton rig. Right. And for like anybody out there that's listening, the Ableton or tracks rig, th- th- like those are the backing tracks that we, that we play along to. And you're going to say, Oh, you guys have tracks. Hey, guess what? Everybody has them. You know, like 95% of people have them. Oh yeah. Most of the time, big acts use it just for everybody that runs video, runs lighting, can stay on. Like they have the metronome or the click pumped in their ears just so they can follow along and they can actually hit the cues properly. But, um, but yeah, there was one time Michael had something else building their uh, Ableton rig. Sorry, whose job I took uh, prior to that. Nobody told me that they that we do a couple of songs just a half step down live just so right. it saves Michael's voice. And the first time in rehearsal, you know, I had everything programmed in and plus like everything was going great. And then we hit, you know, the first song and uh, it was a half step off and everybody looks at me like I'm the fucking idiot. Which right. I'm just like, do you guys do this song in another key? And they're just like, yeah, we do it half step down. I'm like, yeah, thanks for fucking telling me. Yeah. So of course, Michael <laughs> turns back like first rehearsal. I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna get fired. And you know, he's probably like, who's this dude? And then the next song, it happens again. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, people. You, I mean, you have to tell me what's going on. But um, but yeah, we do some songs half step down. Uh, I totally forgot where we're going with this. Oh, we were talking about I like it. I love it. Oh, right. I was yeah. saying I didn't like or love that they played yeah. that song after goal, but I can't appreciate that they were still creating that. Oh, totally. That, that. and Fang Fingers, I think, because like, don't they play the screeching noise too? Yeah, whenever yeah. A, yeah. A yeah whenever there's called? a penalty, yeah. And didn't, yeah, did you guys happen to see night. the Avs? I do like following the Avs. Did you see their goal? Oh, at like, like 0.1 point, seconds? Yeah, it, it went over. A tenth of a second? Yeah, it was incredible. Like yeah. when they slowed it down to the, they scored with a tenth of a second left. It was 1-1, oh, one, one. yeah, it would have gone into overtime and they, they won. 
It's exciting. It's been yeah. fun to watch. Well, let's just hope the Preds don't drop down to a three-point deficit this game like, the, like they did the last game. Because yeah. last game we were down 4-1, came back, lost, uh, still lost 4-3, but hopefully the Preds can pull through. Yeah, they made it. They made it interesting at the end there. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I can't, does it seem like the caliber of play and just the speed, like guys are skating extra fast or is it that we just haven't seen it in a while? I mean, I'm sure they're energized. That was their first game and five I feel months. A bit of both. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like, it seems like they're skating really fast, playing very hard, which hockey players, like it could be game one in a regular type of season. However many games they play, I don't even know, maybe 60, 70. I actually don't know that. But even from game one in a typical regular season, they're just going balls out because they're yeah. hockey dudes and it's awesome to watch. One thing I also noticed too was the NBA court looks a lot smaller than normal. Maybe that's just because there's not like a big wide angle lens that they're shooting through just to capture more of the crowd. But it really doesn't matter to me. I think it's great. Plus, it was also awesome watching uh, JJ Redick still playing the league, still dishing it out. Yeah. And uh Fun fact, uh, he's played in the playoffs every year that he's been in the NBA. Really? Since his rookie year. Wow. So wow, that is it. And like I think I read a stat. If he wouldn't, well, if the Pelicans make the playoffs this year, which I think they're already out, maybe the time that we're recording this, I, I think they're like four games back with four games to go. I don't think it's looking really favorable. But if he were to make the playoffs this year, then I think he would have the most uh, consecutive playoffs, better than Michael Jordan or LeBron, I think. Hmm. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah, that is. Yeah, because they're only, is it, I think, is it eight games? Six to eight games that they play and then the playoffs start? Yeah. Okay, so it's. So it's just awesome to watch him because, you know, well, of course, again, like I claim I'm from North Carolina, but I was born in Florida, like I was talking about before, but always kind of grew up watching Duke basketball and to watch him still, still at it. It just makes you want to get an arm sleeve tattoo because, (laughs) you know, he just looks so (laughs) badass. You can get you a shooter sleeve. Get you a JJ Reddick shooter sleeve. That'd be awesome. I just want to be a JJ Reddick for a day. Yeah, I just want to hit that three and just wear all of his cool watches that he has. I actually used to work with a guy that walked around with an Allen Iverson shooter sleeve on all the time. It would work. Not this wasn't a music thing. This was a, another job. Yeah, like at at work. At work. Yeah. Uh, did he wear it? Like if y'all he, went out he, to the bar after work, he, or did well, you we hang didn't? Out with this we guy? didn't socialize. But he was, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear a shooter sleeve? Rob was not hanging out with this guy after <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, no, we were, we weren't going to Buffalo Wild Wings after work. And, oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, he was a... That guy seems more of like a Hooters guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting fashion choice. But I I, I admire the commitment to it because he would pretty much wear it during the season. Like yeah. he, was, he was just a big... Iverson was his guy. Yeah, it was very odd. Whatever, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. So do you guys think the Pac-12 season is going to happen this year? Well, I don't know if any college football is going to happen this year. And this may, this may usher in a, I don't know, not usher in the end of the season, but this definitely throws a kind of a wrench in the works being that it's happening, you know? Yeah. All the kickoff September, games. September and, yeah. um, no, I preface this by saying, I think I've, I've, I've got you got these right in front of me, the, the kind of their list of um, say demands or just kind of their platform. Um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I, you know, I have a lot of feelings about the NCAA. I think this might usher in kind of not necessarily a death knell, but we're already to a point where the NCAA is, I mean, look, they can't govern. I think we realize, I think we all realize now is you can't govern 
football like you do lacrosse or track and field yeah, or even college baseball. You just can't. And I think in that respect, I think this is a good time to table to, to have this discussion because, you know, most of where the NCAA gets its money, well, from the men's basketball tournament and football revenue. And I think it's about time. Again, we talked about this earlier about maybe having a separate podcast or discussion about should college players be getting paid? I don't know. I think, I think a lot of what I read in here is obviously really, really good stuff. There is one of the things I'll read here because we should uh, be included in equitably sharing the revenue for talents, uh, for talents generated, especially in a pandemic. I thought that was a strange wording, especially in a pandemic. I don't, I don't know. I think when you go to a negotiation, which I think this is kind of a starting of a negotiation, you're kind of going to want to go in, you know, kind of not necessarily all, you know, all guns firing at once, but you kind of want to show people you mean, you mean business. And I think they do. And I think there's a lot of genuine concerns in here that should be taken very legitimately seriously. As far as the revenue sharing, I think they may be, they may be fighting above (laughs) their weight class. Uh, But uh, no, I think it's, but I think the timing of this and just, you know, I was listening to a lot of, uh, again, just driving around, listening to a lot of college radio and everybody's talking about schedules and schedules and schedules. Yeah, that's great. But it's kind of a MacGuffin in the sense that it, you know, everybody's, it's important, but we're not really addressing the real problem. You know, it's like, are we going to have a season? Are the protocols, all these different commissioners and all these different conferences are, is everybody doing what they need to do to make these players feel safe, have these games, have a full season? and have a national championship. So I don't know. I, I'm still, you know, I, I'm not confident it's going to happen. There's just too much that can go wrong. And to me, this is kind of putting a magnifying glass on that. And I just, I love college football, man. I, I really, and I wanted it more than anything this year, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think this is because if you have other conferences, other players, you know, in the sec and the big 10 start, you know, jumping on board, we're out of time. Yeah. Or you're going to have a lot of guys opting out and then you're going to have, you know, a lot of dudes walk-ons and you're not going to have good quality of play. And then is anybody going to want to watch, you know, a national title game that has <laughs> just a bunch of freshmen in it, <laughs> you know, Tulane and, uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, rice. No, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, that's obviously an extreme example, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a good thing and a bad thing because I think it's, it needs to happen. It's been long overdue. A lot of these tenants in here I think are need to be addressed and, and long do in doing so. But I think it's, um, man, I just think it's a big kind of bomb to drop, you know, six weeks out for sure. But that's me. That's my hot take. This is going to be, I know we're only two episodes into this, but I, I guess this is going to be the most I've sounded off about something. Um, I, I agree with Rob. This, this conversation is long overdue. Um, this is about money. This is about the NCAA wanting the money and the revenue that college football generates. Yeah. Um, the fact that you have 18, 19, 20 year old kids that have come together to, to basically write this letter saying, we don't feel safe doing this. We want you to make things more safe. I, I think the NCAA should be embarrassed about that. Um, and I agree with Rob. I'm coming from someone. I watch every single college football game that I can. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but this is this is selfish. They are trying to put more focus on who's going to play who and how many conference games is, are everyone going to play. And they're doing the opposite of the NFL. They seem to be overlooking 
their product, their players, these kids, which are their product, and that's what they're looking at it as. Um, and I think this is going to be a turning point. I think, you know, these these kids, other conferences, I, I don't think they're going to be far behind. Um, these guys aren't getting paid millions of dollars. They're out there playing. They're sacrificing. They're risking. How many outbreaks have we already read about in locker rooms? And, st- you know, you get these guys together. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about um, with baseball or people being out of a bubble, being younger and immature, they're not isolating. They're going out and they're doing their own thing. Um, and they're bringing it back to their practices. And this is a, it's a bad look for the NCAA. And uh, I, I think it's kind of frustrating. I think they would be wise to, I don't want to say this, but I, I think they'd be wise to just shut it down for the year. Yeah. Or take it a lot more seriously than they are. You know, address these issues instead of the main focus being on, okay, at least we can get our, 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 our league games in or our conference games in. Mm. Um, this is a big problem. I can't even imagine what's going to happen when you start bringing, you know, other students back to campus, even though not all universities are doing that. I think this could end, this could end badly. I think it's a bad look for the NCAA. I think they need to listen to what the kids are saying because they're valid concerns. And we're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about schools that have a lot of money that have the ability to be able to put more of these practices into place, whether it's necessary things at the facilities, more testing. That being said, they're also all universities are poor right now too, just due to, you know, all the money they've had to refund for tuition and housing at the end of the year and not having the college basketball tournament. So I think it's a mess, but I think it's going to be too little too late at this point. Uh, We're talking what, probably six weeks yeah. until the season is going to start. Um, it, it's not good. And I think they, I, I think, I know there's been rumblings of, I think the the, the Big Ten uh, maybe putting something similar together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of this. Rant over. The only thing I want to add, just you can edit this out, but there's another really big story that kind of got glossed over this past week. Harvey Updike passed away. Mm. Do we know who that is? I do not. We watched the Roll Tide War Eagle 30. Oh, 30. yeah, with the tree. Yes. I, yeah. He, he I died last that. week. The guy that poisoned the That's a great 30. The oaks 30. at the, the trees at the Tumors Corner. Yeah. yeah. Anybody has never seen that's the best. That's one of the best 30 for 30s. I, 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 I totally is, agree. It is a I've fantastic. Seen it. I just don't remember that dude's name. Yeah. Harvey Updike. He was a guy that called into Paul Reinbaum right. and, and admitted to poisoning the trees. Yeah. I didn't know his name until I saw the headline on ESPN. Yeah. But and I think he did. I mean, he went to jail, I think, for at least a little while. Yeah, yeah. He, he spent s- some time, and and then after, he, of course, he came out, and he was a huge celebrity to <laughs> Roll Tide Nation. Um, and did the yeah. trees? They they died, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. God. Yeah. So. And so also, we can R.I.P. to him and Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, a little housekeeping from last week, a little fact checking. We were we were all brain farting over the Raging Cajuns University. The it's a university. Of Louisiana at Lafayette. Oh, well, okay. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I should know that because my uncle is a dean of architecture and arts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Maybe we could get a the, discount on that program. We could all be architects. Yeah. That'd be that great. should be our new career. Yeah. Damn. He was a dean, man. What happened to you, Rob? I, just, yeah. I didn't. I'm just. Well, he, he was, he's, he, he was the dean. He's, he's still the dean there, but he, he was, you know, many years after I was out of college. That's when he took over. Did Tracy correct you? 
No. On the Louisiana? No, my aunt did. My aunt, my, my, oh, okay. my, my aunt Flory did. And she's like, you know, your uncle, she's not married to him, but it's actually my other aunt that was married to him. They're divorced now, but she's like, hey, you know, Gordon was the, you should know that. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> there you go. I have an, I, and I have family and obviously I have family that lives there. She lives there and my uncle and my cousins. And I'm like, God, I can't believe I brain farted on that. Anyway. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. All right, last segment of the day, and I can't believe we're going to talk about this, but I feel like it needs to be talked about. Um, the Rock, yes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, him and a investment group, they bought the XFL at a bankruptcy for $12 million. And uh, I can probably say that absolutely nobody saw this coming, even though The Rock played at the U. He played for the University of Miami, played in the CFL, got cut. and played, then He played high school ball here in Nashville, too. Yeah, played high school football in Nashville. Thanks, Rob. Great fact. Yeah. McGavick High School. Really? You went to McGavick? Yeah. I think it was just one season. Oh, one, one season? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. I didn't. Who's The Rock? No, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I know who The Rock is. I did not know that either. I know yeah. more about him right now than I did 30 seconds ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, what we saw a few games played this past season or this past spring before, obviously, COVID shut it down. Vince McMahon's second attempt to revive the league. And, you know, the first time didn't go so hot because the play was so shitty. It was kind of unwatchable after the second or third week. But this season, like, actually wasn't that bad watching. You know, like, I remember all three of us kind of texting each other saying, well, it seems like it's getting better every single week. So I just can't believe that The Rock bought it, which is absolutely awesome. He's on my list of top five people I want to have a drink with before I die. Can I tell you all my theory about why The Rock bought the XFL? Sure. I think this is time for Kyle's conspiracy corner. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but I need more than 10 seconds this time. Well, go for right. it. Is that cool? As long as you're not talking about soccer, I'm, I'm all in. Oh God. It's soccer's great. <laughs> Dude, just kidding. Fuck off, man. <laughs> I truly think The Rock bought the XFL just so like he could just be like, hey, Vince, thanks for, you know, just giving me the platform to make all these millions of dollars. And then he moved on from the WWE, which he still comes back. He gives a bunch of time to the WWE still. So I truly think that um, he bought it just to give a little wink to Vince and be like, Hey man, I got you. You know, we're going to make this thing happen. Hmm. Interesting so, take. That's yeah. my, that's my take we to might, the wrestling world. This yeah. isn't going to turn into a wrestling podcast. Is no, it? Yeah. no. Okay. I'm just checking. No, I don't Cause think if you're so. going to talk about wrestling and soccer, I'm going to get to talk about marble racing <laughs> at some point. Well, <clears throat> I, I mean, I definitely want to have marble racing on the, uh, on the pod one day. I'm telling you, man, if they we could, could be do up, they're in the middle of the, the Marble Olympics right now in the summer. It's there's some, there's some really, I got to say my, I'll say this, my team that I follow, they're number one in the standings right now. Pretty proud. Uh, which, may not last. Which Marble League do you follow again? This is Yellies. This okay. is Yelly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watch, well, we'll get into it. We won't have to, it, it's a, it's a whole other subject of its own, but yeah, there's, there's two main leagues there. As far as I know, I think the beef is kind of between Yellies and Fubeca. I think they've kind of, I think it's kind of cooled off. Uh, but yeah. It's pretty great. Definitely recommend marble racing, especially <laughs> if you have trouble getting to sleep at night. It's a it's a very relaxing thing to watch. I'm telling you. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram at One More Pass. And uh, do you guys have anything else to add? See you next week. See you next week. Yeah, see you next. See week. you guys. One more. One more pass.